A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to The Guinea Pig. I'm Dr. Mariam Zamani, an oculoplastic surgeon and aesthetic doctor. And I'm Fiona Golfer, a writer and journalist. I'm no stranger to a cosmetic procedure, and I'm willing to try pretty much anything. Which is why I'm here to make sure Fiona and anyone else that's out there considering a treatment to help make a better informed decision safely and to try and collect as much information as they can. Every fortnight, this podcast comes to you from Mariam's Clinic in Chelsea. If you're looking for an honest, no-holds-barred approach to invasive and non-invasive cosmetic surgery, then the guinea pig is here to help you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the clinic for another episode of The Guinea Pig. We are really excited to be here today for a hotly anticipated topic. Fiona, why don't you tell us a little bit more? Hi, everybody. So a few weeks ago, I... Uh, named and shamed the fact that I only have to put a key in my front door to pee on the doorstep. I think I need to pee and I pee. There is no pause between thought and action. And funny as it may sound, it's not so funny when you're the one peeing yourself. We decided to use the opportunity of having kind of launched the guinea pig to investigate more fully about what can be done about stress incontinence and my two favorite new words, vaginal laxity. Thrillingly, we have Tanya Adib on the show today, who I went to visit, and Tanya treated me. She's an obstetrician gynecologist, and she's here with us today. Hi, Tanya. Hi. Thanks for coming. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We're no one's more you. excited than I am, because you are. <laughs> I literally have got posters of you on my wall, because you are my hero, my heroine. So, Fee, what was the reason that you sought out this treatment or like what, what other than you know you yeah. just described that yeah. you know all you needed to do was come home and put the key in the door but uh, in general like that's one aspect of it but give us a little bit more info what really well, led you to find Tanya and I think like many women in this country in fact one in three when I had my children my my I had my son 24 years ago and um and he weighed 10 pounds and I had my daughter, my daughter's now 21. And I remember going to a restaurant with my mother and my son and it was an Italian restaurant and the waiter looked at my son and he said, what a beautiful baby. And my mother said, 10 pounds, no stitches. And I thought, thanks mom. But I also had this sort of nagging doubt in the back of my mind as I thought, thanks mom for telling the whole world about the size of my vagina. But there was something kind of, that's, that's like, 
that's a lot of space to get a 10 pound baby through. And over the years, I started to notice, well, not over the years, quite immediately afterwards, that if I coughed or if I did an exercise or if I went on trampoline with my kids, I was peeing myself a little bit. And in fact, um, I was pregnant with my daughter. I was about four months pregnant with my daughter, five months pregnant with my daughter. And I was going to a wedding in Austria and we had to learn to waltz for this wedding. And um, I was waltzing around this room. We went to the Pineapple Dance Centre in Covent Garden. And as I waltzed, every time I hit her, my foot hit the floor, so did some wee, basically. And I thought, this is really not great. You know, I, I quite like the waltzing. I'd like to be able to waltz or dance or do anything. And I can't. And I kind of left it alone for years because all anyone ever said to me in those days was do your pelvic floor exercises. And I'd try and do them, but I'd go cross-eyed or I'd get bored or I couldn't really, I wasn't a great pelvic floor exerciser. So although I did exercise in general, the, the gentle wee thing never stopped. And then it got worse as I've got older, I'm 57 now, and it literally is, you know, I must pee, and I do a full pee, it's not even funny, and I spend my life with a coat wrapped around my waist, or trying to get to a loo somewhere, or having to buy knee trousers or knickers in, on Oxford Street, where I generally seem to do most of my wing. Um, <laughs> and I'd started to hear about radiofrequency treatments and laser treatments for vaginal tightening, and I was thinking, oh God, I'm 57, who needs a tight vagina at 57, quite frankly. But then I heard that it could really help in conjunction with PRP. Or at first I heard about actually Botox being injected in. And I thought maybe this can help. can help me. And maybe, you know, it's never too late to have these kind of treatments. Or, or, or they just weren't on the market, were they, Tanya? So I was recommended by my GP. Sadly, these, all of these treatments that I've tried are not on the national health. That's, mm. the, that's the drama of this country, is that we don't offer we're not offered any postnatal care unlike in france where it's you have 20 there. sessions of physiotherapy the minute Absolutely. you pop one out this country they just say do your pelvic floor exercises i think you're absolutely right fiona you know being pregnant having a vaginal birth that all puts stress and uh, makes the pelvic floor weaker Mm. Um, and doing pelvic floor exercises is really important, but doing them properly is even more important. Mm. And you often can't without being given proper direction by a physiotherapist who is trained in pelvic floor function. And actually, a lot of women do the exercises incorrectly. In France, they are really good in helping the women, and that is absolutely key to restoring the function and making the muscles stronger again and lifting the pelvic floor and preventing things like stress incontinence um, further down the line. But the other thing that childbirth does is it stretches the vagina and it stretches the collagen and the elastin. And often that never recovers properly. Mm -hmm. So you're quite right. After childbirth, often the vagina feels lax. And laxity is just one of those things that we don't really measure. So a lot of people don't really think it's a thing. But it is a thing. Mm. But because we can't measure it, we don't think it's a thing. Mm. We can measure prolapse. We can measure bladder descent and um, bowel descent. But laxity, that feeling of openness and, you know, really affects women. It can affect bladder function. It can affect how it feels during intercourse. Because um, effectively, apart from not being able to feel anything during intercourse, which is a bore, it's 
it, it, it's loose, therefore your bladder drops, your wound drops, your, your pelvic floor drops and everything. I always say it was a miracle the whole lot didn't land on Oxford Street. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah. and I see women in their 30s who've had two, three children and, like you, they're leaking when they're running down the road or tripping or going to the gym. And these poor young girls having to wear a pad all the yes. time, it's just awful. Yes. It just makes you feel really terrible. And it, it has a huge effect on these women's self-esteem, self-confidence, femininity. Um, it, it has a massive impact. So when I was in my 30s, I went and I had a, uh, a tape, TVT, yes. I believe it's called, yes. tape inserted into my uh, vagina, which supports the urethra, yes? Yeah. And that worked for probably about five to six years. Yeah. I noticed, but the problem is, is that now and still, the result of that is that you can't push to pee, you can't strain at all. You just have to let the pee come. Yeah. So when I wanted to pee, I've spent twenty years imagining Niagara Falls, to be honest, because I had to go and have to imagine something watery happening, and mm-hmm. then I get to pee. But it's kind of patience mm-hmm. game. There's no, I have mm-hmm. no say in how fast mm-hmm. I pee or or with what urgency, mm-hmm. and then that stopped. So I had absolutely no control at all until I yeah. came to see you. Yeah. So what the radiofrequency does is it restores the collagen and the elastin and it rebuilds those fibres and it strengthens and tightens the vagina and it supports the bladder and uh, pushes the womb back up if it's prolapsed a little bit. And it really helps uh, women stop leaking. I've found that. They can feel a lot more during intercourse, as can their partners. Mm. Um, And a good sexual life is really important to general health Mm. i think it's really underestimated and i don't think we talk about women's sexuality and sexual functioning enough and i don't think we've put enough importance on it well it becomes an area that you're just kind of having to manage so even if you haven't got a sort of sexual even you're not i uh, even if you're not doing it for sexual reasons you kind of want to know that everything's as it should be as it is with the rest of your body you're doing it for i'm i did all of this for myself you know not that my husband loved me weeing everywhere we went but you know Mm. this this has all been about me and and when i first came to see tanya i arrived at her chambers and i was nervous because it would be odd if you weren't nervous and you know i've never met tanya before and i've been referred to tanya and she very sweetly you know investigated and i remember the first thing you said to me was you know, I can't see your womb. <laughs> and I said, why? And she said, because it's lax, you're lax in there. And I remember being, I mean, I'm pink in the face talking about it, but I was so mortified. And I was like, well, what degrees of laxness, you know, like, is that? And you were like, well, not too lax, but you're lax. And I remember you had this very sweet, very young assistant. And I said to this girl, how old are you? She said, I'm 22. And I said, you're going to be lax one day. <laughs> wipe that smile off your face, lady. But it was a nervous thing, really. You're vulnerable, of course. You you feel so vulnerable and you do it every day. Yeah. And I don't. And so I felt like kind of like this was something I may be... Anyway, it's all available now. And also the thing that changed my mind from sort of... It wasn't just, you know, I didn't come to you because it would be nice to have a a, a nice tight vagina, which of course it, it would. But because I'd heard about the PRP, which the PRP injection into the G spot, yes... It's sort of around that area, around the urethra. It's around that Wherever area. the bloody G-spot is, I'm still waiting to find out. Yeah, I don't think we really know. Um, but it is, it's on the anterior vaginal wall, close to the urethra. And what it does is it regenerates the collagen around that and it supports the urethra mm. um, and, and st- you know enables it to close. Yeah. Um, so you don't wee 
um, inappropriately. So you suggested to me a course. So for you, I felt that um, you'd get less benefit from a combination of radiofrequency and platelet-rich plasma. Um, and that works really well for a lot of women who have um, both stress and urge incontinence. So... Is this a common is this a common uh, complaint at every level? So do you hear the same thing at twenty, at thirty, at forty, at fifty? For anybody who's had uh, children or not had children, is it only in women who've had pregnancy or? So it's generally um, associated with increasing age and childbirth. It's uncommon in young women who haven't had children. Um, so if you've had vaginal births. Um, or you're a little bit older or in the menopause, then it's more common then. Lots of women have incontinence. But they're so embarrassed to talk. I went to lunch the other day. It was full of 30-something girls, I call them girls, who just had their first babies. And and they were like, oh, you're a journalist. What are you doing? And I said, oh, actually, I'm doing this. I'm investigating this piece about the fact, you know, that I wee myself all the time. And they, six hands went up. They were mm. so relieved to be able to mm. talk about it, these girls. Mm. And they were 32, 33. They were all mm. having babies, one and mm. two. And they all said, oh, my God, I'm so pleased someone's talking about that because women are so ashamed. Yes. I think the rates of incontinence and problems with vaginal function are much higher than we know because we know that at, at least um, probably three quarters of women who don't uh, who, who have problems don't even go and see a doctor. So I think the incidence is much higher than we recognise, exactly because women are too embarrassed to talk about it. They're embarrassed to talk to me about it, so they'll be embarrassed to talk to their, you know... Partners and their... Partners and friends, and, you know, as you said when you were at your um, lunch... No one talks about it until somebody mentions it, and then everyone admits to it. Do your friends talk about it, Maria? Um, truthfully, <laughs> not really. And I, I've, I actually had two uh, C-sections, emergency. One of them was an emergency C-section, and the other was a planned C-section. And I feel like I have a lot of friends who've had C-sections. I do notice it, so, you know... Uh, when I'm exercising with friends, you know, I, I, there are some people who have to we make stops for them along the way so that they can uh, they can go to the bathroom. But uh, people talk. I don't think they're embarrassed to talk about it. But there's so many other things we talk about. There's only so much time to to talk about everything. Now the question here is: Is this is this the mainstream uh, treatment now for for these sorts of symptoms, or what are what are the what is the basket of goodies that you have to help treat such issues are new innovative treatments um, that are just being established they're not available in the nhs yet Um, mainstream treatments are pelvic floor physiotherapy uh, and conservative measures such as reducing fluid intake Intake. or surgery and you know we're a lot more careful about using mesh now because we know that few women had a problem so we're a lot more cautious about what surgery we offer but we don't really have anything in between pelvic floor physiotherapy and surgery apart from until now until now I think the um, NHS have just released an app called Squeezy and that is only there to teach you how to do yeah. So, which is, is much which, more on the market. Which I mean, is really important. Pelvic floor exercises are really important. But what radiofrequency does is it improves the collagen and the liastin, um, which no exercise will improve. Do that. So the two do 
two different things, mm. but are really both really important to do. Um, so I encourage all my patients to continue to do pelvic floor exercises um, with a physiotherapist if they're struggling, um, as well as having the treatments that I offer. And so basically, just for those of you who don't know, radiofrequency is a type of treatment that bulk heats the skin and the area in which it's being treated. Uh, and the idea is that it creates new collagen and elastin. So uh, we use it, for instance, on the face, on the body, lots of different places. So we're using this now well. internally. So how does it feel? I mean, okay, what, what, so to walk us through the process. <laughs> it was quite interesting. And I know I said the last time, and Tanya was just saying, she heard me saying it felt weird. But, you know, anything that... Um, Imagine, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting in front of somebody you've maybe met twice. Tanya inserted a probe into my vagina. My legs were up on, I, they weren't in stirrups, they were up on a chair. Tanya in, inserted a probe, it looks like a firelighter, really. It's about the length of a firelighter, right? And, uh, and it was, it, as she moved it in and out, it warmed up. It felt that it warmed up. It didn't. I can't remember if it kind of buzzes a little bit. I think I don't even remember if it buzzes. I don't think so. It doesn't. It doesn't buzz. It just um, creates a warming sensation, like, a, warming like sensation. a like a warm stone massage. So at first, my first thought whilst this was going on and Tiny is probing in out in out is, please God, don't let me enjoy this, right? Because there, I mean, you know, frankly, mm-hmm. and second thing, I think because you also probe more down on the bowel and up against the bladder so i'm thinking mm. don't let me fart mm. and don't let me wee myself mm. and these are all normal thoughts i'm sorry but it is just the subtext of what you're you're probably thinking don't let her fart and don't let her wee <laughs> you're at the other end so um but i didn't do any of those things um, of course not but it didn't feel it felt slightly you lubricate i think yes, as you like go along jelen, yeah. and, it, and the first time i think it felt a little bit weird and after that it didn't feel weird but then we get mm. to the prp bit and the prp bit was as you know is where they take you know your blood is taken it's spun and the plasma rich platelets are put back into you and tanya sweetly platelet rich plasma <laughs> i can't i've got no brain because i've got no hormones you took some blood and you very sweetly said, I'm going to inject this inside your vagina, but I, would you like it in your clitoris? And as we've been talking about the O-shot, I felt that it would be absolutely irresponsible not to have the O-shot into my clitoris. And that was interesting. And I'm going to put on the um, on our Instagram because I film myself having... First, you put a numbing cream on my clitoris. Yes. Yes. Then you injected a, um, a numbing I injected some local anesthetic. Yes. Let me tell you what that felt like. Absolute fucking agony for about Mm. one second. I Mm. screamed. I have it recorded. I screamed. Because who wouldn't scream if they were having a little injection into their clitoris? But it was a one second. The clitoris has 8,000 nerves. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's not, you know, it's not chopped liver. It's not, it's not nothing Mm. having your clitoris injected. And then about 10 minutes later, you injected the PRP. Yes. And then I thought... Let's see what happens, because who wouldn't be curious? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So I waited two weeks. Well, we can get to that because we can get to the results of things. But anyway, I was dead curious about that, obviously. Was I going to be having orgasms as I went over speed bumps in the street? I mean, I was really very keen to know what the, what the upshot of that was going to be. Um, you did tell me after the first probing radio frequency, though, that I would probably pee more for a few days, want to have a more urgency, which I did, maybe for the first two, three days. So the radio frequency does work on the nerves around the bladder Mm -hmm. and sometimes the bladder can become a little bit irritated initially Mm -hmm. before it then settles down. So that definitely happened. Okay. I had mild thrush, do you remember? Yes. But I also think you've got a foreign object moving around in there, you know. That's always a a, a risk and it happens in a very small number of cases. Yeah. So I had that, took some canistan, that went away very quickly and... Within two weeks, I would say I'd noticed a much less strong urge um, to pee that I could control myself. And that was only after the first one. It really does work. It really does work. It does calm those nerves down. It acts on the neurovascular bundles in Mm -hmm. the bladder. And my bundles were thrilled. (laughs) How many of you had? So I had three treatments. And on the third Mm. one, the final one, you have the PRP. Mm. And then you have to wait two weeks mm. to let your everything settle down. I mean, so you've had two PRPs. And no, three. I've had three radio frequencies and one PRP, okay. and it should last up to the effect should last up to the year. And yeah, yeah. the upshot of all of it has been that I've definitely, definitely, we've had no more doorstep key in the door incidents. That's that stopped. Uh, I was that alone is impressive. Well, I think so, and so do the neighbours, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do still think I've got to go and I've got to go very quickly and I go and um, but I can just about get to a loo. I mean, I'd say I've had a few, you know, luckily it was in Cornwall where I live and I was, you know, on a walk and I was like, I got to pee and I was like, oh, missed it. And that that was but that's happened maybe twice this whole Mm -hmm. summer. And I would say it was happening three times a week. Mm. before I came to see you. So that's a remarkable that's a result. massive improvement. Yeah. So radio frequency works both for urgency and stress incontinence. Yeah. Um, the mainstay of treatment for urgency is medication, and that works in about 70% of cases. So does radio frequency work yeah. in about 70% of cases yeah. without all the side effects yeah. of dry mouth and constipation. And What's the talk of Botox? Because when I first heard about this, somebody I knew had had Botox. Yeah, so that also works. That's injected into the bladder. Um, mm-hmm. It's through a minor operation. You have to come into hospital and have that as a day case. It's placed through a scope that's placed into the bladder and that Calms the nerves down. Mariam, it's so interesting because Tanya effectively does all the things that you do to the face, to the, to the <laughs> vagina. To the other end. <laughs> to the other end. I think I only need you two in my life, really, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. You can skip yeah. the middle bit. Yeah, it works. It's, you know, of it's course, all, all of these works, treatments work. Yeah. The, the only thing that I always say is that it, 
there's no quick fix and there's no final yeah. final fix. You know, sometimes people say, "Oh, I just I, why doesn't it last?" You know, yeah. and I say, "You know, there's nothing that lasts. If you have no. gray hair and you dye your hair, then you know it grows again." This yeah. lasts so, about a year. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's just to yeah. know that you. This is a maintenance treatment that needs yeah. to be done, and and just like every other part of your health, you have to think that it's ongoing. Uh, and and it all it doesn't work for everybody. No, and it doesn't work 100 percent always. Um, but for most women, there is a huge improvement. improvement. I need to tell you about um, two things. One is after two weeks, I did try the old clitoris out, and I didn't notice. You know, I didn't have the orgasm of orgasms, and I was a bit disappointed. Mm. But I met with a friend of yours yesterday, who's a hormone specialist, and he. Yes told me that he thinks that's because I'm low on estrogen and testosterone you see so I'm 57 my hormones are all over the place and I have Mm. a marina coil which is coming to the end of its life and so I didn't realize that you have a less intense orgasm if you're I didn't realize so Mm. I was like what's the big deal about the O-shot and he said how are your hormones and then he said that's why um he had a remarkable machine, which I'd really love to talk about as well in, in all of this, because there are options. One of one of the options that you can use if you want to work on a pelvic floor before, you know, I would say alongside this, all of these treatments, is this uh, machine that is by LV, which you can buy yes. on Pelt Beauty. And yeah. it's essentially a pod. You put it inside you and it's got a little bit that kind of comes outside you and that by Bluetooth, you can do your pelvic floor exercises on your phone and it gauges mm. how well you're working your pelvic floor muscles. Mm. And a lot of my girlfriends, uh, you're smiling. Have you got one? I actually <laughs> know the inventor. Oh, do you? I do it's indeed. Clever. And it's a very clever, they have a few very clever inventions that they've made for women's health. And that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, that's really nice to be able to do in the comfort of your own home and kind of have a, a, have a way to, to use something properly. And that's on its mm. way to me. I can't wait. Because I'm going to have the tightest pelvic floor in England by the time I finish with this. And the other thing that you told me about, Tanya, and I went to see your friend at, remind me the name of his clinic. 23MD. 23MD on Ellison Street in London. is this amazing chair called the BTL M. Seller chair. Have you heard of it, Mariam? No, I have not. It's amazing. So I go down there yesterday and there's a room full of women sort of around my age. And in a corner is a woman sitting on a chair, not behind a door, but in a room fully clothed and this chair's kind of going and she's looking kind of fine and essentially it's shooting can you explain to me us what it does because i tried it and i can tell you what it feels like but you can do the science it's it shoots out magnetic um waves and focuses onto the pelvic floor and causes twelve thousand pelvic floor contractions in half an hour wow which, if you do the math... Mariam's on her way to <laughs> I'm not sure you could even do those in a year if you were doing them yourself. And they've done MRI studies, which have shown that the pelvic floor does lift significantly. I could feel it. How many God. treatments do you need of that? Six. Six. One month apart from each other, or...? You can do... I'm doing another one tomorrow, which is Friday, and I did it yesterday, so it went... It's really two a week. Two, two a week. week. So you get on this weeks. chair... And you kind of slightly straddle your legs apart as if you're, you know, being a pub bore or something. Like, again, tell a story to a room. You don't sit back in it. It's, yeah. it's a kind of round chair, perfectly normal looking. And they set the pulses. There are different pulses that come up. And at first you think, oh, hello. It's kind of like having a little bit of a, oh, I don't know what, to, what you call it. Something elect- like putting a 
very mild electric currents into you mm. and you think I'm not sure this is all that comfortable it's quite deep I mean it was quite a deep yeah. feeling and I felt it going really up through well my perineum really that area between yeah. the vagina and the bottom and I thought I don't know if I like this and actually about five minutes in I thought oh, I do quite like it mm. not in a kind of like mm way but in a kind of like, it feels deep and it feels like you can doing feel something. an intensive mm. muscular response to this machine. And I did 30 minutes and I came out and went home and I, I tried to do some pelvic floors and I felt an absolute instant difference. Mm. So I think between you and this chair, which I'm going to do six times and the machine, what I'm really curious about, Tanya, I know we've discussed this on the phone, is that I want to know that next time you examine me, which could well be here in a minute, you're going to say, I can see your womb. Mm. And actually, you look like somebody who's never had children in that. <laughs> That's what I want you to say. I'll give you money to say it if you want. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I'll you say that to you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think this is like, for me, Marianne, this is one of the most interesting uh, subjects we've addressed because I think it could make such a difference to so many women. And I, I wish the NHS would kind of really would listen to us and think about what they can do in even... educating women because you know just do your pelvic floors and here's a machine to show you how yeah physiotherapy should be available Mm. on the nhs i really do and it's it's also addressing other things such as the menopause and vaginal dryness and hormones so it's not just the radiofrequency and prp you have to look at the whole patient and see whatever else is going on for them now you say that laser is better for vaginal dryness don't so you? i also use the vaginal laser um it works really fantastically well for dryness mm. um, for women who either can't or don't want to take hrt or vaginal estrogens, yes. such as women who've had breast cancer where estrogens are contraindicated works absolutely fantastically well vaginal dryness can cause symptoms like burning itching, discomfort, needing to go to the toilet more often with that sort of just urgency and irritation. And it causes a lot of discomfort during intercourse. But, you know, all those symptoms, even walking around some women have a lot of discomfort. And that's also another area that women are really embarrassed to talk about and rarely will go and see their doctors about. And sadly often feel that this is just part of normal aging and I've just got to put up with it and carry on Um, isn't it awful and the wonderful thing is we've got all these treatments available now that can improve women's lives and their quality of life way into old age we're all going to live into our 80s and 90s we don't want to be in nappies do we no we we want good quality of life so where do you suggest to you know our listeners who who want to do something for themselves other than, obviously their, uh, their gynecologist is, I would imagine, their first point. But are there any great websites? Are there any centers, anything like that, that exists? Sadly, no. Um, not really. These treatments are not widely available. Certainly, uh, you can do a Google search. and if you go online to LV, they do these really great little like films like cartoony films about how to use the machine and why and what and it's very helpful i mean it's done in a really fun way but there's there's very little general information out there about about how to do it i was thinking years ago not that many years ago i went to la to interview um renee zellweger who was about to do bridget jones three and she gave me we were going to do the interview at a hotel and she gave me a lift in her truck 
And um, and I looked onto the back seat of the truck and I could see all her exercise stuff and I could see a sanitary pad was on the and I said, Why do you do you why have you got a sanitary pad like with your workout stuff? And I said and I said, Oh I know, I said, because I I do too, I pee myself all the time. I'm saying to Renee Zellweger and she said, No, it's so that I'm not uncomfortable on the bike. <laughs> and I I'm assuming that Renee weeds herself just like me. And um yeah, that was not a great moment. No, it- <laughs> she has got a sense of humour though. And, she did laugh, and I'm not. You know, I have written that story, and she knows it. She knows that, <laughs> but, but it did make me. Um, it did make me think that you know, sharing. Like I'm always, you know. Mm. So I was so happy to see a fellow sufferer. I thought with her sanitary pad at the gym. <laughs> so can I ask you, Tanya? Would it be okay if you had a? I know you brought your um, speculum. 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 <laughs> your world, not mine. But do you fancy having a look up there? I'll certainly examine you now. There's and nothing I'll I won't do. Tell you, there's no laxity anymore. Okay, okay let's see if there is. Completely I'm cured. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, sure you you're not, I'm sure you're not cured. I mean, like, I, it would be. I, I, I don't want you to be disappointed, Phoebe. Okay. An improvement. We just want improvement. Yeah, we want improvement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're quite right, and you're quite right, Mariam. The tissues do continue to get older, so these are all temporary treatments, and you do need a yearly maintenance treatment on that do you do the same uh, treatment over again so the initial course is three treatments at four weekly intervals at what cost so for the radio frequency it's 2,400 pounds for three treatments for three treatments and to have the PRP as an extra I think is Uh, the PRP is 1,150 yeah it's not cheap having a type of it's not cheap and then it's one treatment of radio frequency once a year, which is £850. Oh, so it's only one treatment yeah. subsequently. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. the chair, I know, costs something like £1,500 for six treatments or £300 yeah. for individual treatments. And I think that the LV pod costs something like £150. I think it's in that area. Mm. I know it's a lot of money, but I think it's, for me, it's given well me a spent. kind of, oh my God, well spent. Mm. Like the peace of mind. Mm. that I have from from not you know and the lack of shame and the lack of you know just confidence yeah okay so let's have a look at my jacksy <laughs> okay so Tanya is approaching she's inserting what are you inserting Tanya I'm putting the speculum inside <laughs> I feel faintly nervous having an internal examination in front of our crew thank god I love our producer Amanda who's just cracking up so I can see your womb now I can that's see your good. womb that's okay. good news easily you can see my womb easily there is still laxity but it has improved hugely okay do I need to come back for more radio frequency or will it not make a difference I think you've had the initial course now and you've had the improvement I think you come back on an annual basis and we do a top-up treatment just one is all you need okay I mean how much would you say the improvement is percentile 70 percent improvement okay Um, I can live with that you know you're never going to get the vagina back to what it was before you had children because the tissues have been stretched that you can only achieve through surgery which we call a vaginoplasty I don't think you need that. But the radio frequency really has improved the tone of the vagina uh, and the laxity is much less. Okay, that's great. I'm going home to smack my children now. (laughs) I blame them for everything. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us. It's been absolutely fascinating. And uh, I think this 
should be able to help many people and I'm sure it'll evolve uh, to just become better with time. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. Yes, thanks, Tanya. I can't tell you how much it means to me what we've all um, been through together because it has really changed the way I feel. And God knows I've tried some things, but I think more than anything I've ever done, Mm. it's made a, a kind of emotional impact. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I've had lots of fun. Thank you. Thank you. And don't forget to check out our Instagram where you'll see before and after pictures. Obviously not of X-rated. <laughs> the inside of my flat, but, you know, there we go. Videos of the treatment. I will put up the screaming um, clitoral picture. Join us at the Guinea Pig podcast and see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Guinea Pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialling a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures, treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent and fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure, irrespective of whether it's an invasive or non-invasive procedure.